Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Games Parlay, the show where Billy and Matt talk about games, the good, the bad, and our favorites. And today, we've been talking about this episode for a while. Uh, We're super excited to actually spend a little bit of time talking about just one specific game. Oh, we haven't done that in a while. So uh, today, we're going to be talking about Hades. Oh, Matt, why don't you say hello to everybody real fast before we kick this thing off? Hello. I am very excited to talk about this game. Yeah, me too. Uh, how how you doing, by the way? I'm doing well. Good deal, good deal. Well, Matt, let's start off by talking a little bit about Supergiant Games and kind of their, their credit uh, before we dive into one of the best games of last year, if not the best. I agree. Um, is a tough, tough competition from last year, but Hades was up there. The Supergiant game started in 2009, um, and pretty much all of their games have been, like, hits. Um, nothing quite to the level that Hades has risen, but um, <clears throat> they've always been, like, well-loved and well, um, well-appreciated uh, when mm-hmm. they came out. So uh, they're known for Bastion, Transistor, Pyre, and then Hades. Uh, Bastion was their first game. It came out in 2011. Uh, Transistor came out three years later in 2014. Um, Pyre's the only one that I really don't know that much about that came out in 2017. And then Hades uh, started in 2018. So um, it it was an early access for a while before it got its full release last year. Right. Had you played any of those games besides Hades? Um, I had seen Bastion before, and then Transistor was a PlayStation Plus game my dad got for free. Hmm. Um, and so, like, I saw it and kind of played a little bit of it, but didn't play all the way through. Um, and if you look at Transistor and its gameplay, you can clearly see uh, the the roots that Hades kind of developed yeah. from. Um, so I played Bastion, actually. Um, hmm. I didn't know it was by Supergiant until... Like very recently, yeah. Um, I happened to find it on the App Store when I was in high school, and I was like, "Oh, that looks kind of fun." So I played it on my phone for a while. It was pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. So uh, I mean, it's one of those things where it's like Supergiant Games knows what they're good at, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and and they will take the time necessary to to do so. Um, one of the, my favorite things about Supergiant Games and We'll we'll transition to talking about the game itself here in a little bit, but um, something that's gotten a lot of love and a lot of light shed on it is just how just how good um, Supergiant treats its employees. Mm-hmm. Um, that's very uh, unfortunately, it's uncommon to see in the gaming industry, at least at the level that Supergiant does. Yeah, like like paid vacations, uh, like no crunch time. They do not allow intense crunch. Um, when the game's ready, the game's ready. Not um, just paid vacations, but I think mandatory. Yes, paid, yeah, vacations. I believe I remember reading that too. Um, it, it's, it's amazing to see uh, what, what this small company can do uh, to make sure its employees are treated well. I think that's very important, especially in a creative space like that. Um, mm-hmm. It's very difficult to like 
be creative and be able to collaborate with others when you're all burnt out and tired. Oh my gosh. Um, Yes. And so in this world of large game developers and in many ways, treating video games less like art forms and more like commodities where you have to pump Mm -hmm. them out every year. I think super giant is very much the opposite of that in their mentality where they treat everyone there as like, the creative artistic people that they are and let them have the space to be able to effectively produce what they want to produce. Mm-hmm. And I think that is really, really cool. Yeah. Super giant has this like great balance. Um, Cause there's, they're, they're still an indie developer, mm-hmm. um, but they have, because of their other games now they have a budget to like treat themselves like a real video game studio, but still have that creative workplace of an indie developer. Right. Um, which is awesome. We don't see, we don't see that a whole lot. Cause a lot of times with these indie games, it's like one dude in his garage that just happens to make a, a bestseller. Um, you know, something akin to like undertale or, uh, many of the others that have come out since then. Stardew Valley is a lot like, that right. Too. Yeah. So, you know, not that those guys don't take care of themselves, but like, we're talking about a team of about 20 people, maybe a few more. Um, that are running a legitimate company. So mm-hmm. it, it's awesome. And like, we can't talk about Hades without talking about that success story in itself. I um, agree. A- as a development team. So congrats, Supergiant Games. I hope that I hope that that can continue to stay because after last year, we can we can see what intense crunch and not great work conditions will do to a company and ultimately affect the games that eventually come out. Yes. So, um, so Hades itself, though, let's move into talking about the game. Uh, and man, all the things we could say about this game. Um, the story is is pretty, um, uh, pretty basic. You are the uh, son of Hades, and you're trying to find your mom uh, because you don't know who she really is, and you try to break out of hell. Like the the quick and dirty version of the of that story, it kind of narrows itself down to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's all kinds of uh, other characters you meet along the way. Um, some you know the big gods. We see some of the little gods. We actually have some like some of the Chthonic gods and some other characters in Greek mythology lore. Um, kind of poke their heads out and help Zagreus um escape from escape from the underworld um and it's man what a what a simple premise that just is like already though it's like oh yeah like that place you're not supposed to break out of and not supposed right. to be able to like that's the plot of the game yeah i'm in <laughs> yeah really it's um it's super interesting um i'm also a really big fan of greek mythology in general Yes. I think a lot of people our age are partially to like the the Percy Jackson book series. I think that's a a big reason why so many people about our age know as much as we do about Greek mythology. Mm -hmm. So I like already had understanding of a lot of these characters going into it, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, I really like the whole aesthetic of that. Yeah, I did too. Um, and 
you know the the gameplay fits too like it really does feel like there are every possible thing stopping you from getting away for sure um so before we can kind of talk about the whole picture let's talk about the gameplay loop a little bit Mm -hmm. um and then we can kind of get into some of the other stuff so the gameplay loop is a it's a top-down uh isometric view uh kind of game and it's a roguelike um, if you're unfamiliar with the term roguelike, it basically means that every time you start the game, uh, every time you do like a run, uh, you start from scratch. So you have no, um, anything you pick up during your run, you don't get to keep. Um, and this game has a couple exceptions, but your general power-ups stay the same uh, between each run. Mm-hmm. And so every time you go in, uh, you choose your weapon. There's six weapons to choose from, uh, each with different forms as you unlock them throughout the game. And you, each room you clear has a, an item that you get. Uh, so sometimes it's money, sometimes it's darkness, which you use for permanent upgrades. Uh, sometimes it's boons from the different gods and goddesses that give you uh, massive bonuses to your attacks uh, as you try to break out of Hades. Mm-hmm. Um, and each floor has uh, a boss, and then there are four total floors to try and break out of to escape. And again, it's an oversimplification, but that that's the core gameplay loop. It's very action oriented. You get dashes, attacks, light attacks, big attacks, and then a cast, um, and then a call. So your your main gameplay loop is like six buttons (laughs) yeah it's very very simplistic but it's also very um versatile Mm -hmm. because along with all the different upgrades there are also different weapons that you get access to as you go Mm -hmm. which really helps to um switch up the gameplay Um, what's your favorite weapon in the game uh so i've gone back and forth um a couple times on this but I would say the sword is my favorite. It's it's basic, mm-hmm. but it's old, reliable. Um, either that or the spear. I really like the uh, the hidden aspect spear. Um, yeah, I I just have a lot of fun like positioning myself to try and uh, get a spin attack for huge health gain. Yeah. Um, I also really like the sword. Um, the hidden aspect of the oh what are they called like the gloves oh yeah the twin fists yeah yeah the hidden aspect of those are really cool i just got those like the last time i played yeah the the twin fists are i like them but they're probably one of my least favorite because i'm far too aggressive with them and i throw myself into a lot of danger <laughs> right that so, makes sense. so it's fun but i'm really bad at them i just gotta practice more with them um so so yeah so each run um so there are all the major gods um in greek mythology can give you boons to upgrade your your skill set throughout the run so hermes typically makes you faster in some way whether it's sprint speed or straight up movement speed or attack speed um there's uh you know zeus haiti or uh, Zeus, uh, Ares, uh, Poseidon. I mean, they're, they're there. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And each one gives you a certain type of, of boon that interacts differently depending on the weapon you have equipped. Um, so sometimes, you know, if you want to be able to shove people into a wall to do more damage, you're going to get Poseidon's boons. And yeah. uh, Ares has um, like a delayed damage thing. So your initial hit will do damage. And then a few seconds later, you'll do more damage. Um, and there's also upgrades to specific weapons. You can find um, Daedalus, his mm-hmm. hammer. Yes. And you can upgrade the actual weapon itself as opposed to gaining a power. So, like, if you're using... I'm trying to think of one. If you're using, like, the bow and arrow, you might get an extra arrow to shoot out, or mm-hmm. you'll get, like, a double hit on your sword special attack or something like that. Yeah. So all of these things, uh, and one of the things that makes Hades so good is that all of these boons work really nicely together. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're familiar with other roguelikes, uh, one of the reasons why Hades is like by far the best roguelike that I've played, um, stuff like Enter the Gungeon or The Binding of Isaac or uh, other kinds of roguelikes, like... I have had items grabbed in Binding of Isaac that have made me lose, like because the they don't uh, um, fuse well, like they hmm. don't. There's no cohesion between the two abilities, and one actually ruins the other, um, and it'll cost you a run. Um, but in Hades, like there are some that are better than others, uh, some combinations that work better mm-hmm. than others, but overall. Like, you're not going to get something that's going to, like, kill your run purely because you picked it. I agree. Yeah. There are definitely um, boons that work well together, but I mm-hmm. wouldn't say that any of them necessarily negate one another or yeah. make them, like, more difficult to use necessarily. Right. Um, and, like, man, if you're talking about, like... Because that's the thing about Hades. It's just, like... It, it's purely based on your own skill and like your way to navigate around the different boons you can get in the game. Whereas it's like with some of these others, it's like, and believe me, I put a ton of time in Binding of Isaac. I love that game still. But like, you know, you get to floor three and you pick a wrong item and you lose the run because of it. Like that feels really bad. Yeah. Whereas in Hades, it's just like, all right, I just dashed into the same trap four times. That's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> Which does you know. happen. Yes, it a does. lot. Um, but I mean, that's just, it's so crazy that like a game that's as simple as it is gameplay wise feels so good and like getting all the different boons and stuff just feels really, really nice. Um, I think one thing about the boons too, which is really interesting, is how all of the gods have like a very specific color palette. Yeah. And so it lets you know while you're playing exactly what you're doing and how the boons are affecting your gameplay. Mm-hmm. Because when you do that specific um, action, um, the attack or the dash will light up the color of the god that you got the boon from. Right, so, so like really... Ares is red, and mm-hmm. so any ability of Ares that you get has a red palette. Exactly. 
it really helps you keep track as the player um, what you're doing and how your choices are affecting what you're doing. And I think that really helps you learn and adapt as you go. Well, and it also, you know, it reminds you that, like, this is not your power. It is a power you are borrowing right. from the gods to get you through. And it just looks really cool. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Um, so, like, on that, too, uh, see, so there's a couple other things that you can get throughout uh, each run. Uh, and so the, the gods uh, help you because they, they want to help you break out of the underworld and go be with them. That's also like part of this elaborate plot. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so the gods are helping you try to escape while you're trying to find your mother. Um, and again, for the sake of this podcast, we are not saying names because uh, people might not have played it yet and we don't want to spoil. So Yeah, it's still fairly new. Yeah. So anyway, in case you're wondering why we're not saying the names, that's why. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so you're trying to find your mom and the, the gods are like, well, we'll help you break out of Hades. Uh, so here you go. Here's some abilities. Um, but yeah, also throughout the game, there's a darkness you can pick up. So uh, the person who the goddess who has been like been your mother figure is Nyx, uh, the goddess of the night, uh, which I love Nyx's design in this game. Uh, it's not very often we actually hear of Nyx in Greek mythology. I hadn't um, actually until this game. The only reason I have is because I made a few Oblivion characters that were named after Nyx. I see. Um, and so, so yeah, so she's got this mirror in your room, which you spend darkness to get permanent upgrades. These permanent upgrades can include like extra lives. Uh, so you get so many like knockouts each run before you are fully killed. Um, there's ones that increase the amount of uh, casts that you have because um, you start off with one and you can upgrade up to three or four. I can't remember which off the top of my head. I think it's I three. believe it's three. Um, and, and things like that. So there's um, so you can get darkness each run. Uh, you can also spend darkness on in on um, upgrading items in the the main room, uh, the courtroom and stuff in the. Uh, domain overworld mm-hmm. um there's money that you can only get in the run uh, and you use money to buy upgrades from karen uh the boatmaster. um he's got a shop in between uh certain rooms or um for you to buy upgrades uh, so he takes your money and then there's um health up upgrades um and then there's gemstones which are also used to upgrade the house so there's all kinds of collectibles, even outside of just the ones that affect your in-game runs. Um, <clears throat> but also, there's a like a, a story. Yes. Uh, which I, to my knowledge, is the only roguelike to have like a p- true and proper story. There's a lot of stuff in these other games where it's like, oh, you got the secret lore item that tells you more about the world you're in. But this one has like actual character, like character per- story. Yeah. 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 Um, Which is very but, interesting. Yeah. It's awesome. So, like, even losses tell you more about the world, um, which is a genius way to make you feel less bad about dying. Yes, exactly. In um, some ways, you even look forward to dying because then you can 
like if you know you did something during the run that'll have an effect on the outside world, you can then see that effect after you're done. Yeah, so like sometimes you'll run into a character like on your way out of out of Hades and you'll meet them and they'll be like, "Oh, do you know this person?" and they're in the hub world. And you're like, "Oh, okay." So then when you die, you go and you're like, "Okay, I got to go tell this person about who I met." Right, like, "Hey, I saw your friend." Yeah. It it's so like a game that can make dying not feel bad is like a great thing. Mm-hmm. Um, or even like, even if you don't get any story elements, you probably grabbed darkness or something to like get an upgrade in like the main world. So like when you die, you just add more stuff to your character and you move on. Um, which is just, it's so good. It's mm-hmm. so good. Um, and the, all the characters are really well, like they're really well drawn first off. Like, the art style in Hades is, like, it's very stylized. It's very Greek. It's very, um, I don't say, like, comic book a lot of the time. Like, not necessarily yeah, yeah. the old school, like, dot printed comic book, but, like, the more modern. Um, it looks like, yeah, like a comic book or, like, a TV show or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and everybody's hot. It's just, it's just, <laughs> it is, just, it is. Everybody's hot. They it's, do that on purpose. Yeah. Like they knew what they were doing, um, everyone. Uh, <laughs> there true. are um, the other cool thing is there are three romanceable characters in uh, Hades that you you know every character you can give gifts to of nectar, which you can also find on your runs um, and ambrosia at some point. Uh, and yeah, you give gifts to these different characters, and you learn more about them and their uh, relationships with Zagreus. So, like, another thing of, like, I may have died, but I've got Nectar to go give to my new best friend. And you can pet Cerberus. Yes. I'm pretty sure that the button you use to pet Cerberus is not used for anything else in the game. I am also pretty sure of that. <laughs> Which I think is incredible. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you, you pet Cerberus. Uh, it's great. Um, you can, you can talk to every character between runs. Sometimes they're not there. Sometimes they're somewhere else. Um, but like, you can just go walk around your little, the, the hall of the dead and go talk to the different characters and see how they're doing. And it, it's, it truly feels like a well-developed world with actual people in it. It does. Um, I think I put like, I think I've got like 70 or 80 hours in the game at this point. I forgot to um, look before we started, but I think I'm yeah. getting close to that. Like, I, I, I am soft completing this game, uh, meaning that, I mean, it's a roguelike. I'm going to be able to pick it up, put it down as at as I need to. And um, I do like trying to collect everything in that one and see what I, you know, get everything maxed out. Yeah. Um, it's got this RPG-esque element where you can upgrade your weapons and all that stuff. It it's just <clears throat> have we mentioned yet that this game is $25? No, we haven't. It it's like $25 from the start. <laughs> it's like the best value you can get for a game. Like the amount of game you get for $25 is crazy. Yeah, it's it's like stupid. Of like I they could have sold this game for 40 and I, I still would have bought it. And like 
they I, I just it blows my mind. And I got it on sale. I got it for 20 bucks. <laughs> yeah, it goes on sale all the time now. It's yep. like, oh yeah, uh game of the year Hades is now twenty dollars like all the time. Just speaking like, of awards, um yeah. I'm on the Wikipedia page right now. Uh-huh. Looking at the awards section. It's been nominated for I'm gonna count real quick. Twenty-four different awards. Dear Lord. Well it's like well deserved. Mm-hmm. It's um, won four of them. It won the Golden Joystick Award for Best Indie Game and the Critics Choice. And in the Game Awards, it won Best Indie and Best Action Game. Yeah. Um, um and then it's nominated for a bunch of awards in the the twenty fourth annual Dice Awards, and it's it's also nominated for the Glad Media Award for Outstanding Video Game. Wow, that is insane. Right. Um, I think it's interesting that you did mention that there are multiple romanceable partners in the game. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Glad Award, the the Glad Media Award is. Bestowed upon gay and lesbian alliance against defamation. So there is a yeah. lot of very positive um, LGBTQ community reference in the game, which I think is really, really great. Yeah, it's it's awesome. It's so well done. Um, you know, it's still one of those things that's being... Games are still trying to figure out how to handle it. Right, uh, and make it, it normalized and also not like gimmicky or shoehorned yeah and that's usually what happens it's like they want to include it because they want to normalize it but it always comes off as really forced mm-hmm. um and i don't know what hades does differently like because i i haven't taken the time to like analyze it and like do that but man it just they handle it so well i didn't feel like it was it was shoehorned it felt very deliberate but also very natural I think it's a lot of the dialogue. Mm-hmm. The dialogue just seems very natural, and like everything that happens between the like respective characters um, feels in character for them. It doesn't feel strange. It doesn't feel like it's just there to be there. Yeah, the, I, I think that statement right there explains another thing that just makes Hades so strong as a game. Is everything is intentional and deliberate um nothing feels like thrown away um it just everything is there for a reason and it fulfills its intended purpose um i I just it's like seriously go play this game like (laughs) Mm -hmm. like you will not be disappointed with your purchase if you get this game um one of the things that I love too is that the the game fills a lot of niche things that I love. Um, it plays like a visual novel in a lot of ways. Um, You're right. All the character moments are so good. Every character as well is very well defined. Mm-hmm. Um, and the and every character is also voice acted. Yes, and there is not a slouch in the cast. They're all great. Um, I actually just saw that the voice actor for Hades or for Zagreus. Uh, mm-hmm. Had a pending award, uh, potentially. Um, yes, it was um, one of the Dice Awards. Outstanding yeah. achievement in character. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
just every character feels like they truly are who they are. Um, which, you know, you might be saying, well, duh, that's how voice acting should work. But it's like, you know how often we actually get that, though? Right. Yeah. Like, the the voice fits all of the characters extremely well. Like, they look like the way that you think they would sound. Uh-huh. Um, it, it's it's so, so well done. And they read their lines with such dedication and, and energy and... Um, and also, I really like the the protagonist. Zagreus is a great protagonist. He's cool. Um, he's got just enough of his own very obvious motivations that it like you're like, yeah, I can side with you. But he's also like just enough what the player wants him to be. Um, you know, like Hades or Zagreus. I keep saying Hades because it's the game, but <laughs> Zagreus, uh, it very much, uh. Like, in my mind, like, he is this super, like, warrior dude who, like, is good at what he does. at slaying things in the underworld and in breaking out. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's also got this, like, soft side to him, like a real person. Kind um, of edgy as well. He has yeah. edgy teen moments, which I find very fun. Yeah. So, like, he just, like, fits what I imagine him to be. And I think a lot of people have that too, where like there's just enough hints to get you his character. So he's like well-defined on his own, but he also just like fits what the player would want from a character like that. Does that make sense what I'm saying? Yeah. He also grows quite a bit as the story goes. Yeah. Which again, we're talking about a roguelike. Right. A game that has no like precedent really for telling a cohesive story through its through what it's doing. Right. And he he learns quite a bit as the game goes. Like it's really mm-hmm. interesting that his character and his relationships to all the other characters change so much. Mhm. Yeah, and one of the other things too that's that's really awesome uh is like we mentioned at the beginning here that like Matt and I and anyone else in our age group knows a lot about Greek mythology. Uh, thanks to Percy Jackson, uh, there was that Clash of the Titans reboot. Oh, yeah. Um, I remember actually watching Clash of the Titans in school when we had a unit on Greek mythology. That's so uh, funny. You're right. Uh, and so, like, yeah, we know a lot. But also, there's some, like, deep Greek mythology cuts through this. Um, there's, uh, and if, like, they don't, pander either they're not like oh this is so and so like like nyx for example you know she is the the goddess of night but they tell you about everything around her around her character like who else she's related to uh and their relationships without like being like getting like a pop-up thing on your screen that says you know tells you or like I don't know, it teaches you about Greek mythology without, like, feeling right. like they're just forcing it down your throat. Like, it's very natural conversations. Zagreus himself is a pretty deep cut in Greek mythology. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'd never heard of him, but it, he's apparently a thing. Yeah. He's worshipped by followers of Orphism, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And so, th- there's just there's just so much in this game. Um... Outside of even just like the co- the combat loop is really good, 
like if that's all you're interested in in a roguelike like if you already know you're a roguelike fan uh you are going to love this game but there's so much to it outside of it that just it feels so good we haven't even talked about the soundtrack yet it's so good uh slight spoiler just slight but he shows up relatively soon orpheus is in the game um i can't remember when he starts to show up or any of that um but he's got like his own songs that he will sing in the courtyard uh so like when you die and you show up and orpheus is singing in the halls of the dead it's just such a great scene setter uh (laughs) for that um i'm also a big fan of the guy who plays orpheus his singing voice yeah i really like those like high-pitched male voices Mm -hmm. and he's really really good well and also like that's like uh like in lore like that would make sense because in that time i mean even up to like 300 years ago uh and this is the music history (laughs) out of the two of us coming in where like high-pitched male voices were heavily sought after right like it just it makes sense in the history and the lore and he does such a great job with it like it's just every little detail is here um but question for you matt answer who is your favorite uh deity to get boons from Ooh, that's tough because we've talked a little bit about each weapon uh, <laughs> and kind of what we like about them, but uh, let, let's do two. So your favorite deity to get boons from and your favorite deity um, aesthetically and character-wise. Got it. I think my favorite boon in the whole game is the Divine Dash from Athena. Nice. It's, it's kind of broken, to be honest. Uh, what that does is... Whenever you dash forward, it creates a shield around you. Uh-huh. So, and that shield then deflects projectiles and things from your en- from enemies. So, essentially, you could just kind of dash at at infinium, and you just won't get hit. <laughs> yeah, which is uh, awesome. It is great. I I tend to also do the thing where I like overuse it, and then I put myself in really terrible situations. <laughs> My issue is. I, I try to get that boon so frequently that if there's a run where I don't have it, I'm in <laughs> because I forget that I don't have it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but then aesthetically, my favorite is that is tough. Um, I like Artemis. I think Artemis is designed really well. Yeah. Artemis is my answer for both. Uh, she's my favorite one to get boons from as well as she's probably my favorite aesthetically, uh, and her character is so well written. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the, her, so her stuff is based around crit chance. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like seeing big numbers. So no way. Yeah, no way. Who would have expected? Uh, <laughs> especially when you use the hidden aspect sword and your damage is really high as is, and then you get crit chance on top of it. Yes. Like feels real good. Um, support fire is probably my favorite ability from her. Um, every That's time cool you, one. every time you attack, uh, do a special or cast, it sends out a little like secondary arrow that will um deal damage. 
And so one of my favorite things is the hidden aspect spear with the uh, thrown out spin attack. Because mm-hmm. every time that hits, you get a support fire. Oh, that's cool. So it can get pretty wild. I actually ignored Artemis for a long time. Because when I first started playing, I would get her and I like either wouldn't get good boons from her or I just wouldn't quite get what she was doing. Yeah. Um, but then as I started playing more, I experimented a little bit. And now she's one of my favorites too. Um, especially paired with the... Not the like final head now, but like the first sword, like the mm. first sword upgrade that you get. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's the one with the attack speed and crit chance, right? Yes. Yeah, so it's just like compounds. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah it's super nice. Um, the other thing I like about her is I don't know if it's just me. I'm sure it's not, but I get this vibe that she's like kind of flirting with Zagreus. Uh, and I think that's great. <laughs> I think. I think everyone kind of is. Everyone kind of does, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, almost everyone. Almost, yeah. But I, I, yeah, I like Artemis a lot. I mean, I like all of them. I don't have any that I dislike necessarily. I agree. Um, the ones that I probably go for the least, I don't really get Dionysus that much, uh, even though his is super strong. Um, mm-hmm. Or um, there's one other I don't normally go after. Uh, I kind of tend to. Uh, ignore Poseidon. Interesting. Um, mostly because I don't want them. I don't want them running away from me. Yeah, the knockback can be difficult depending on the weapon. Yeah, so I don't want them leaving my sight. Uh, but yeah, uh, th- those are those are kind of my my two that I don't normally go after. But I their designs are rad and their voice actors are awesome. Mm-hmm. I ignore Aphrodite quite a bit myself. See, I like Aphrodite because of a uh, different league, uh, which is the one that reduces foes' damage. Yeah, that's pretty So good. I like that one on top of Bronze Skin from Athena. So you just have, mm-hmm. like, constant 30% damage reduction. But that that's the other thing, too, is just all the combinations that you can get. It's um, infinite. It's yeah. so crazy. Yeah. So. Um, I... I think i've gushed enough about hades do you have much else to say matt (laughs) i don't think there's much else that we haven't said yeah everything else would kind of dip into spoiler territory but yeah here's what it comes down to you guys audience listen to me right now okay hades is on sale all the time you got 20 bucks get hades like even if you're not really a roguelike person or not really a visual novel person, I really, like, for most people, I would say this is a game that you will find enjoying immensely. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just simple enough to to pick up and play, but it's also deep enough that if you're really big into these games that you can really find some incredible enjoyment out of it. I agree um, completely. And again, oh. it's 20 bucks. I mm-hmm. cannot stress that enough. There is no reason this game should be $20, but it is. Definitely. I think right now it's only on PC, Mac, and Switch. Yes. Yeah. And Actually, there's a physical yeah, release for the Switch yeah. coming out March 19th. Yeah, so that's at the time of this episode being live. Let me look at my calendar. 
Yeah, it will have just released the weekend that we put this episode out. So oh, perfect. Go get this game. Get the physical release. Go go do the things. Like you will not be disappointed. So with that, thank you, Matt, once again for hopping in and talking about this wonderful game with me. Of course. It was my uh, pleasure. And keep an eye on uh, uh on Twitter at uh uh, games parlay pod i almost said the podcast that i listen to handle uh games parlay pod <laughs> uh that's ours and um go check out some of our other episodes we also have one up that we put out a couple weeks ago about our uh, gamer personalities uh as well as some of the direct and pokemon stuff and other things like that be sure to tweet at us and let us know uh some other concepts you might want us to talk about also, if you wouldn't mind, go into whatever podcast app you're listening to. And if you wouldn't mind leaving us a review, it would really help us a lot uh, to try and get some outreach uh, for this podcast. So I think that's enough shilling. We'll catch you all on the next one.